0: This is the Well Connected Twin Cities Podcast, bringing you conversations about holistic health and wellness with local voices so you can get to know the incredible experts we have access to right here in the Twin Cities. This episode of the Well Connected Twin Cities podcast is brought to you by Watershed Spa, the first communal bathhouse coming to the Twin Cities in 2022. This new concept is an expansion of Spot Spa, a Twin Cities favorite that's been around for 20 years. The new space will include a communal bathhouse with hot and cold pools, saunas, steam rooms, and dedicated areas for rest and relaxation. There will also be treatment options like massage, cupping, skincare, and other integrative healing modalities, along with a gorgeously curated retail section. Head over to WatershedSpa.com to learn more about how you can get early access and grab some amazing perks by supporting their crowdfunding campaign. You can get discounted bath passes, memberships, and exclusive spa products as a thank you for helping them bring this incredible vision to life this year. Learn more at watershedspa.com. Welcome back to the Well-Connected Twin Cities podcast. I'm your host, Lily Zaborowski, and in this episode, I'm joined by Dr. Brenna Erickson, a local chiropractor who specializes in directional non-force technique. This is a very gentle approach to chiropractic care, and she explains how it works in this episode. You're also going to hear about what drew her into chiropractic care and why she's so passionate about it. She also talks about how her clients have seen some incredible results over the years. So let's meet Brenna. Well, I am here with Dr. Brenna Erickson, a chiropractor and longtime friend of Well-Connected Twin Cities. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me today. Yeah, I'm so excited to chat with you about chiropractic care and especially getting into your specialty around helping people with burnout, migraines, I know you specialize in. Mm -hmm. Um, So we're going to get into all those details later in the episode, but let's start with your story. How did you get interested in chiropractic care and what brought you down this path?
1: Sure. Um, Well, I'm a Midwest native. I grew up in the Chicago suburbs and I grew up in kind of a crunchy family. We were eating organic in the early nineties. We used um, homeopathic remedies and essential oils and grew. uh, We had our own garden in the backyard where we'd grow our own food a lot of the time. And so chiropractic care was part of my life. Pretty early on, I started seeing a chiropractor when I was 12. Uh, My mom started seeing him a little bit before because she'd been in a car accident. And so we, that was just kind of normal for us. Mm -hmm. I ended up um, thinking that I wanted to go into medicine when I was in high school. And I kept thinking about how medical doctors have to function in the current system that they have set up of like medical school being very, very intense for a long time and then doing residencies and being on call for 36 hours and having two to three minutes per patient to try to diagnose what's going on and being, you know, very controlled by insurance companies. And unless they went out into private practice, that's kind of the system that they're stuck into, which seemed very contrary to me on what a healthy, balanced lifestyle sounds like. And I'm sure a lot of medical doctors are feeling that pressure and feeling a similar way of being trapped by the system that they were trained into. Mm -hmm. And so um, I ended up thinking like, well, psychology is like helping people, but different. (laughs) So I ended up doing, applying for my undergrad at the University of Minnesota here in the Twin Cities. And our first psych class, we started learning about Skinner boxes, which are like animal studies where they put electrodes in rats brains and start sending shocks. And I was not into that, (laughs) it really threw me. I was like, I wanna be here to help people and we're learning about animal studies and this is all really upsetting to me. Um, So I ended up falling out with that and I ended up doing film and theater instead because I'd always been in love with storytelling. And then I graduated and uh, started a film company with one of my best friends and really dove hard into the film world. So, over the course of six years, we did five feature films and were involved in over 23 different short films.
0: Wow. Fun feature. So, I did not know that about you. Yeah. Um, and I
1: was never a performer. <laughs> I was more of like the behind the scenes, making things work, making sure everyone was there on time. We had the equipment, we had the space, we had food for everyone's dietary needs. And just, I loved the collaborative environment of like bringing a vision out together as a team. And so that's really what brought me back around to healthcare is I really wanted that sort of collaborative one-on-one environment, but making more of an impact on someone's life. And so after doing film for a few years and feeling a little burnt out on it, and I was also working as a cook in um, a few restaurants around the Twin Cities, I wanted to get back to it. So I started looking at different chiropractic colleges and I ended up choosing one that was out in San Francisco because they had a very well-rounded, more um, hands-on application program than the program here in the twin cities. So I ended up moving out to California and doing chiropractic care.
0: Okay. Well, tell us about the specific type of chiropractic care that you provide, because it is different from a lot of the other types that are out there, right? Or the sure, typical yeah. type that people are used to. So can you explain about how it works?
1: Yes. So I spent specialize in what's called DNFT or directional non-force technique chiropractic care. It's a very, very old chiropractic technique. It started in the 1930s and is still being practiced today. It's more common out in California just because that's where they hold a lot of the training seminars for it. But I fell in love with it because it's very, very gentle. There's no cracking, popping, or twisted positions. It's incredibly accurate. So it's more of a neurological focused chiropractic technique, which means that we use a reflex that's present in everyone's body. You know, like you go to the doctor and they hit you on the knee with a hammer and your leg kicks out. It's something similar to that. So I can take um, any joint in the body and do a finger stroke along that joint. And if there is stress or an old injury or just a slight misalignment, which chiropractors call a subluxation in that joint, the pressure around it, if the body is trying to protect it, will have the muscles tighten up around it as like a protective reflex, like, ooh, don't do that. I don't like it. <laughs> and that muscle tension will translate through your system and make one of your legs pull up and look temporarily short. So it doesn't mean that you have a short leg anatomically. It just means that the muscle tension is making it look short for a few seconds because your body is trying to brace to protect that joint. So I can use that reflex anywhere in your body, not just the spine, but like hands, elbows, knees, even your skull bones will have that same reflex with just a light touch in a direction. And so then from there, I look at the misalignment of the joint in a three-dimensional model. So I see, has it gone left or right, up or down, forward on the right, forward on the left, are the ribs involved, are the muscles involved, are the ligaments involved, is the disc between the bones involved. And then I do a very gentle correction in a very specific vector to correct that. So I use, instead of one big force going through the body, like a lot of the training of chiropractors around here in the Midwest are more familiar with, and clients of chiropractors here, I do 18 to 20 little micro thumb thrusts. So each one is just a couple ounces of pressure about as much as would be comfortable pushing on your own eye in a very specific vector to correct, you know, opposite of that three dimensional model that I figured out using that reflex. And then once I have all of those different little thrusts into the body, I can recheck using that same reflex. So I'll just run a finger along the joint in that same area that the muscle tightened up in. And if I've corrected everything, then I won't see any pull up on the leg. So it'll stay exactly the same length with no shortening of the muscle tension, wow. which is super comfortable for patients. Like they just get to lie face down. It, they say it feels like a massage or they feel super relaxed. They don't have that fear of putting your head into someone's hands and knowing that there's going to be a big cracking noise or a big force going into their body. So it ends up working a lot faster for them because they're in a place of ease and safety and comfort Mm -hmm. because I work really hard to create a safe healing environment for them. And so um, it ends up having the impact of like five or six chiropractic adjustments. And because I'm looking at all these different types of tissue, you know, ligaments, muscles, discs, and bones. I don't have to train any bones to stay in place. So I end up seeing my clients a lot less frequently than a lot of the standard chiropractic
0: clinics. Hmm. How long is a typical appointment? Because I think, you know, the standard you, I mean, I've been to chiropractors before where Mm -hmm. maybe you're there for 20 or 30 minutes, but they work on so many different parts of the body and so many different joints. And like, this seems very involved at like, you know, there's, it seems like there's so many steps for one joint. (laughs) How long would the first appointment take or a typical appointment take?
1: So my first appointment, I'm very detail oriented. I don't just want to fix what's not moving in your body. I really want to get to understand why Mm -hmm. and what your body is protecting and what's going on in your life that could Be contributing to this. And so my first appointment is about 90 minutes long. I do a really detailed history, get to know my clients, get to know what they're struggling with, what's going on both in their body, but also in their life, in their diet, in their movement, like what's working for them, what isn't. And then we move into a chiropractic exam. So see where there's issues in the spine, in the body. And then I also do a lot of neurological testing. So I check reflexes, muscle strength, try to really map out how their nervous system is functioning. And then we do a first adjustment, as long as there aren't any red flags that didn't come in with some really scary injury or something. And then I take all of that information and put it together into a personalized report of like diagnosis and then a lot of lifestyle advice. So what movement can you incorporate any stress reduction techniques, any, um, dietary changes or tweaks, any gentle movements that I think would be beneficial for rebalancing things. Um, and I really try to be collaborative with my clients of like, if this doesn't feel easy for you, please let me know because I, we can change it at any point to make sure that you're
0: getting the results that you want and that we're going to be effective together. That is so important because I feel like lifestyle changes are one of the hardest parts mm-hmm. and everyone, you know, is starting at a different place. And so just from my personal experience, um, you know, I've had people recommend so many things at once where yes. you just walk out of that appointment and go, oh my gosh, where do we start? And it just feels mm-hmm. very overwhelming. Um, but each person has a different capacity for how much new you know, how many changes they can make at any given time. Mm -hmm. So I think it's so important to have that open dialogue and and understanding that, like, this is what you're recommending, but, you know, hearing the reaction from the client to understand how is that being received? How can this actually come to life for you, Mm -hmm. you know? So um,
1: I kind of answered your question, but so my first appointment is 90 minutes long. My second appointment is 45 minutes long. And then a standard
0: visit after that is about 30 minutes long. Okay. So it gets more similar, or I guess, yeah, that shorter appointments, but probably not as often as maybe what people are used to with other. Yeah, absolutely.
1: Yeah. A lot less frequently. So it ends up being less expensive in the long run for my clients as well, from a typical chiropractic office experience
0: hmm nice um do you have any other tools that you incorporate you mentioned talking about diet and movement and lifestyle anything else you want to specifically um, call out that you are trained in that you sometimes bring in as part of a treatment plan
1: yeah so i end up doing um some supplement recommendations as well just because i think So many people don't quite know what's going to work for them. Mm -hmm. And so we talk about that. I also do kinesio taping for clients. If they're dealing with some soft tissue stuff or acute injuries, it can be really supportive. Um, For an acute injury, it can help bring down swelling, encourage faster healing. And then for more chronic physical stuff like shoulders or knees or hips, um, it can help support the tissues. So your body doesn't have as much pain as it's trying to like keep you together. Um, And I have a lot of training in a lot of different chiropractic techniques, but I really think DNFT is my favorite because it's so specific and gentle and all-encompassing. So
0: I end up mostly working with that. Do you work with kids or babies at all or just adults?
1: I do. Um, So kids and babies, because... Their nervous system has been so a part of their parents that up until age seven or eight, they can just lie on their parents' chest and I can use mom or dad's feet to do the leg check. And then they get just a, you know, very similar treatment, but just even more gentle. They need very little force um, because they don't have the muscle tone and like the heavy ligaments that adults have. And kids' nervous systems are still still developing, so they actually need even less chiropractic care typically. They hold adjustments for a really long time, which is great.
0: Nice. Cool. Um, well, you specialize in helping people who are experiencing burnout and symptoms of burnout and migraines is a big symptom that you specialize in. Can you tell us more about all of that?
1: Yeah, so chiropractors are really well known for how well they treat neck and back pain. But really, what we're more trained in is the nervous system. You might be picking up a theme here of like working with the nervous system and making sure that it's well connected to the rest of your body. And so, when chiropractors do adjustments, we're looking for areas of subluxation or misalignment. And those areas are like stored potential energy from different kinds of stress in our environment. So, there's
0: how many, how many types of stress do you think there are, Lily? Ooh, great question. Um, when I think about stress, I think about like physical stressors mm-hmm. that can be um, you know, f- like physically stressing on your body, which can include like food, things you intake, and like also, I don't know, movement if you like overwork something that feels mm-hmm. like physical stress. I think about emotional stress mm-hmm. is that kind of freak you out, you know, <laughs> just like, I don't know if that's related to like mental. Um, but those are kind of the two, it feels yeah. like you know, physical, emotional, energetic kind of realm, but you tell me you're the expert. Yeah.
1: So physical stress is like a small amount of force over a long time. That's us. Driving and sitting at desks. And yeah. <laughs> and then there's another type of physical stress, which is like a sh- short amount of time, but a big stress. That's like your trips, falls, you know, kids rolling down hills. And then we have emotional stress because our emotions become real in our body. You know, when you start to feel that overwhelm, your breathing gets a little more shallow your shoulders kind of come up by your ears, your muscles get a little tight. You have to tell yourself, relax your jaw because your body's ready to fight or run away. And then there's chemical stress, which is more like food or air pollution or, you know, anything that kind of overwhelms our detoxification systems. And the last one's kind of a newer category, which is technological stress. So being in front of screens all day and being around Wi-Fi and electrical lights all day are kind of new things for us as beings who have been around for, you know, humans have been around for thousands and thousands of years, but we've had such a big change in how the world looks in the last hundred years that I think our bodies haven't quite caught up to our environment yet. And so chiropractors look at all those different types of stress and when your body can't and your nervous system, especially can't deal with that stress in that moment, it stores it for later as tension in your body. And so what chiropractors go through and do is they release that tension in a physical way through, you know, physical touch or an instrument or, you know, some sort of impulse And if you think about your nervous system being like the electrical wiring system of your house, it's got wires that go out everywhere, but you also have the breaker box. And if you get too much energy going through one of the breakers, it'll either pop or flip the breaker and then everything shuts off. So you have to go down to the basement with a flashlight and flip that breaker to get the power back on. And that's a perfect analogy for how chiropractic care works we flip the breakers back on so that the power can go through the whole body so that your body can put its resources where it's best needed. So your body does the healing. Your body has the ability. It just needs the way cleared for it. Yeah.
0: That's a really good
1: analogy. Thanks for <laughs> Explaining that um, so for migraines and burnout and stress those, um, are places where your body's stress system is on high alert all the time. So our brains and our nervous systems adapt to what's around us. If we experience more stress, we'll notice more stressful things in the environment. If our brains are more chill, we experience more calm and connection and our brains reshape depending on what our environment looks like. And so for people who are experiencing burnout and migraines and chronic illness and so many of those things that being in fight or flight constantly for years, decades, you know, your whole life, your body is always in that react to something right now, which means that your resources are diverted towards your muscles to be able to run or run away or fight. And a lot of the cleanup that your body needs to do isn't is important because it's trying to keep you alive. Your nervous system's always on your side. So with migraines and burnout, a lot of times people have been under chronic or acute stress. Chronic is long term and acute is like right now. Mm -hmm. And when you've been under stress for that long amount of time, you've just been depleted. So chiropractic cares about removing those physical manifestations of stress and allowing the body to do the repair work and reconnect things and change how your brain is hooked up to find more connection and ease and peace and repair and
0: just better efficiency for keep you going for longer. Yeah. So it sounds like um, chiropractic care can really help people reset when Mm -hmm. they're experiencing these symptoms. Are there other like lifestyle recommendations or other modalities or tips that you share with people that have experienced this and gotten to this point to think about how they maybe change their lifestyle going forward to help reduce that the instance of that happening again, or just help them to operate in a more balanced way. Mm -hmm. So
1: for almost all of my clients, because we live in the modern world that we do, I give them breath work and posture exercises to do on a near daily basis, um, to help them really build those neurological connections for ease and rest. And so I'm, you know, I don't want to see everyone in my office every week. I want them out living their best lives. So I want to give them self-care tools that give them empowerment and control over their own state. And so I teach them um, some, yeah, breathwork posture poses to help bring them out of a fight or flight overwhelm state and into a rest repair connect state. And it's great for, you know, stressed in traffic or can't sleep or just having like a moment with your kids where you just need to like bring it back. And so, um, everyone's a little different. It kind of depends on where their best access point is, but I always give someone, um, breathwork and posture stuff to work on at home, because then if they build up, the neurological connections, then when they need it, it'll
0: be there for them and
1: it'll feel easy and their
0: body will know what to do. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense when you think about like chronic stressors, it's that repeated exposure day after day. So if there's something you can do on a regular basis to kind of like reset and keep that from Mm -hmm. building up, um, I think that's a good way to think about it too.
1: And it's like learning any new skill. You know, when you first learned how to drive, you were like, adjust the seat, adjust the steering wheel, adjust the mirrors, check your blind spot, put the car in gear, (laughs) back up. And then now we just jump in our car, go to the grocery store and come home. And we like, didn't think about anything. Yeah. I want that same level of fluidity and um, yeah, to come to bringing yourself out of a stressful state and into
0: a calm, connected state. Yeah. What do you wish more people knew about chiropractic care?
1: So the first thing I want people to know about chiropractic care is that chiropractors are what's called portal of entry providers, which means you can see a chiropractor for any reason without needing a referral. Mm -hmm. So we're great at preventative care, at getting you where you need to go, A lot of times, um, chiropractors can get you into diagnostic imaging faster and cheaper than going to like the emergency room or a medical route. And we help with a lot of chronic conditions that, you know, hopefully getting you to a good place before you need more serious intervention, like drugs or medications or procedures of stuff. So we, love helping out people to help them meet their goals as fast as possible without
0: needing a lot of external stuff. I'm so glad you called that out because I think a lot of people think of chiropractic care as just for pain or just for back pain, just for injuries, just for neck pain. Um, And that's also a really interesting point that you make about being able to get in for imaging faster and maybe cheaper too than the traditional medical system. I know emergency room visits can be, I mean, stressful and expensive. And (laughs) so that's a really great point. I didn't, I didn't think of that. Yeah.
1: And if you think about the neck pain and back pain, that stuff all comes from physical stress. Mm Mm-hmm. And so chiropractors are working with emotional stress, physical stress, chemical stress, and hopefully getting you to a point before your body breaks down and can't adapt to it any farther. So we really like to bring people back from the brink. But a lot of times chiropractors end up being a last resort type of care because we are still seen as alternative health practitioners. And so a lot of times we get people who have just Been through everything. They have seen all the specialists and they have not gotten better.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And I wish um, more people would reach
0: out sooner because it can be a really good experience for them. Yeah. I also think about people that maybe, I mean, we're all aging, but as you get a little older, you start to feel more aches and pains potentially. I know some friends have talked about this with me. Um, But I think it's important to think about before you get to the point of severe pain or, you know, something that's really impacting your life, if you're starting to notice those little aches and pains or things, that might be a good reason to work with a chiropractor and figure out, you know, how you can prevent it from getting to a point where you Mm -hmm. need really serious interventions, right?
1: We end up talking a lot about what's common versus what's normal. So like common is what you see in a lot of your friends but it's not normal to have pain in your early 30s like you sh- that's not something we should be seeing and yeah. so we really try to work with people to reset their perception of like I'm 30 and now I have my purse IB proven and my car IB proven and my desk IB proven and I'm like that's not normal <laughs> it may be common and that's what you're seeing in a lot of your friends and family but that doesn't mean that's what should be happening and there's ways
0: to not need to experience that. Sure. Yeah. So, how do you practice self care? What's important to you when it comes to overall well being and preventative care?
1: I have a lot of the same struggles as everyone else, <laughs> but um, I make sure that I get adjusted regularly. I have a chiropractor that I go and see. I get um, body work done. So I have a massage therapist. I, uh, enjoy food. So I don't restrict things, but I try to eat more healthy fats and mineral rich and whole foods. Mm -hmm. I, um, try to do exercise, get outside, get some sunshine. And I, uh, spend a lot of time with friends and family and I'm really a big crafter so having time to make things is really important for me to set aside some time nice
0: love that i'm so glad you mentioned bodywork because i think a lot of people think of massage as you know a luxury and something to just treat yourself with but i really feel like it's this kind of hidden gem of preventative care that mm-hmm. people don't always think about it in that way. And um, yeah, what's your experience with that? And what, what do you think is a good cadence for bodywork? How how often is it important to get it? And what does that look like?
1: Body work is really cool. Um, because like chiropractors work mostly with the bones of the nervous system. And so if we think about the body we've got like the bones in the middle and then we have the ligaments which are like duct tape and then we've got the muscles which are like rubber bands and so having both the bones in alignment and the rubber bands in alignment helps your body just function better under gravity and the forces we all live under
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i really love myofascial work because it's a little more subtle it's more gentle Um, than traditional body work. Some people really need that like heavy, deep tissue work to like feel connected and grounded in their body, but not everyone thrives under that sort of input. And so I tend to refer to a few different massage therapists where I know someone like wants something a little heavier, someone needs a little something more gentle. Um, And for body work, it's similar to chiropractic care, where you can get rid of, find some old patterns and release them and then just maintain it. Mm -hmm. And how well people maintain the results of their work is a direct result of how their self-care and what else they're doing in their life. Because we try to pave the road to healing, but we only have our clients for, you know, X amount of time for X amount of weeks and what they do the rest of the time is up to them. Yeah. We try to put together a good plan. Um, for me, I get tissue work done every four to six weeks. Mm -hmm. Some people need more, some people need less, you know, it depends. We're all different. Yeah.
0: Thank you for sharing your perspective on body work and self-care. I want to move into something more topical, I guess. What is Fascinating you right now. What are you intrigued by? What are you curious about? What's something new you're learning about?
1: Um, I've been reading a lot of books about trauma, which is just another way of saying stress. Um, there's been so much great research coming out from social workers and psychologists and therapists and other like mind-body connection. Type of people. I've been loving like Bessel Vandekolk's work, Body Keeps the Score, and When the Body Says No by Gabor Mate, and a lot of nervous system based trauma work, which is so interesting to see from a different perspective because it's like people in another field explaining how chiropractic care works without ever saying the word chiropractic. Um, Talking about nervous system tone and how to drive that through breath work and posture work. And something um, that's been really coming to my awareness recently is, which has been around for years, is that um what you experience as a child can affect how your health is down the road. So there's this questionnaire that um, social workers or therapists will give kids or adult patients called the adverse childhood experience questionnaire. Mm -hmm. And if you have some serious traumas and what they are is, you know, not for me to know as a chiropractor, but just to know how much stress you've had on your nervous system. Mm -hmm. And if that stress hasn't been corrected or dealt with in a healthy, positive, constructive way, it can influence the development of chronic illnesses. So we're seeing so much cancer, heart disease, um, autoimmune conditions, Hashimoto's, thyroiditis, mast cell activation syndrome, ehlers danlos syndrome, multiple sclerosis, so many different things that weren't in our awareness decades ago, but we're learning more about how and why they appear and the mechanisms of how they work. And so I think knowing everyone's past can really be a window into their future Mm -hmm. and give them tools to feel supported and change the tone of their nervous system so that they don't ever have to develop these chronic conditions that we still don't fully
0: understand. Oh my gosh. So much to unpack here. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, something I think that is so fascinating about trauma too is how subjective it is. Absolutely. And I guess I grew up thinking of trauma as the very severe things, the very, you know, clear, yes, that was a, that was a trauma that you experienced. But I think what I've learned more recently is the trauma of like microaggressions, Mm -hmm. repeated exposed like repeated small traumas over a long period of time yeah um and just the the definition of trauma for me over the last few years has just felt very much expanded and we've talked about this on a couple other podcast episodes um but Sarah and Jamil from Creative Caponia brought up the the fact that they started Or Sarah, as a social worker, started, you know, really unpacking how a lot of kids that were coming to her, it wasn't mental illness, it was unresolved trauma, for the most part. And I think that's also something that's just becoming more that people are getting a better and greater understanding of that, like, trauma is not just, you know, the few severe things that we all think of mm-hmm. when we think about trauma, it, you know, two people can be exposed to the same thing and experience different levels of trauma from it. Yep. So fascinating.
1: We're still learning more. I, the human body is so interesting because we've been studying it for thousands of years and yet we're still discovering new things. Like we, I think it was 2015, just discovered a whole new organ system called the what? interstitia, which um, so we have fascia in our body. So fascia is the fibrous covering on all of our muscles. If you've ever cooked with meat and bought a roast, it's that shiny silver skin on the outside of the muscles. We have that on each of our muscles as like a tube that connects all of our things. But Since we've been studying human anatomy from cadavers for thousands of years, we never knew that there's liquid underneath the silver skin that lubricates our muscles, that feeds our muscles, that contains neurotransmitters of our mood hormones of oxytocin and dopamine and epinephrine and norepinephrine or adrenaline and noradrenaline depending on your continent. And so we're just starting to understand the impact of fascia as an organ system. We're just starting to understand neuroplasticity, how the brain changes in response to stimulus, how trauma works as a physical manifestation of our emotional health and selves. Yeah. There's just like so much happening around the human body that I, uh, I'm so excited to see how stuff develops and I love learning new things. So I think I'm in a good place to keep learning things for the rest of my life.
0: Yes. Lifelong learner here too. Well, this is so great. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us on the show. If people are listening and they are curious about working with you or want to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, so my practice is called Healthy Roots Chiropractic. You can find me on the web at Um, I actually do an initial consultation for each and every client before they actually get in to see me because I want to make sure that we're a good fit. I want to know a little bit about what they have going on, what they've tried, what's worked, what hasn't. And it gives me a good opportunity to introduce myself so they can get a little taste of my personality and know what to expect coming into the office so I can talk through how stuff works. Because I don't want to like guilt people into working with me. (laughs) I want them to know what they're in for and choose me because I don't want to waste anyone's time. I want them to have the best fit. And if I'm not the best fit, I want to help them find someone who is. So um, starts with a 30 minute consultation, which can be a video call or a phone call. And then we can, if we feel like it's a good fit, move on to a 90 minute um, first visit and go
0: from there. Great. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, Brenna.
1: Thanks for having me, Lily.